Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ECNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ECNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss difficult to decipher concepts surrounding the 2023 NEC, all in 10 minutes or less. Code Conversations is one of the many benefits available to our free members-only portal available on our website, ecmweb.com, located under premium content. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. So for today's episode, we're going to discuss different interpretations of how to determine which piping systems need to be bonded to the common grounding electrode conductor. So Russ, let's dive into some of the specific code language that can make interpreting this scenario so challenging. So really what's what's the issue here in a nutshell? Well, it's quite common for me to see multiple separately drive systems, uh, such as several transformers in an electrical room connected to a common grounding electrode conductor using taps as specified in section 250.30A6, rather than seeing an individual grounding electrode conductor run for each transformer. It's very common um, and it's because it can be quicker, easier and less expensive than installing an individual grounding electrode conductor for each transformer. Okay, um, so you also said you believe some clarification is needed on exactly which piping systems need to be bonded to this common GEC. Uh, Can you explain why that is? Yes, and depending on which edition of the code is applicable in the installer's jurisdiction, there could be some wording that gets a little murky. We'll address the 2023 language shortly, but many of our listeners, probably most of them, are in areas that will continue using the 2020 and older editions for quite some time. So we wanna make sure all of our listeners have a better understanding of these requirements. The wording in section 250.104D3 for 2020 and earlier code editions seemingly requires all interior metal piping in the area served by a separately drive system, such as a transformer, to be bonded to the common grounding electrode conductor. And this is regardless of what type of metal piping it is and whether the metal piping is considered quote unquote likely to become energized or not. And yet several other sections of the code, including sections 250.104A1, 2, and 3, and section 250.104D1 require only the water piping to be bonded, regardless of whether it's likely to become energized or not. Now section 250.104B requires other metal piping systems to be bonded, but only if the piping is likely to become energized. Yet, for some reason, it may just be an error of omission, but for some reason, the wording in section 250.104D3 for 2020 and earlier code editions required bonding of all metal piping, including water piping and gas piping, compressed air piping, oxygen system piping, nitrogen systems, nitrous oxide, pretty much anything, exhaust pipes, drain pipes, you name it. Uh, And this was regardless of whether these piping systems were likely to become energized or not. I could definitely see why this is causing confusion in the field. Um, So what do you think the actual intent of the code is here? Well, the text in section 250.104D 
And the exception in 250.104D3, I think provides some clues that the intent of section 104D3 was to require only metal water piping to be bonded to this common grounding electrode conductor. Since they both use the words water piping, while section 250.104D3 does not. And again, I believe this is probably just a simple error of omission that's probably been overlooked for quite some time. I really can't imagine any good reason to require bonding of uh, drain pipes, sewer pipes, or any other metal pipes that are not likely to become energized. Thankfully, the 2023 code provided some clarification on these bonding requirements. The wording in 250.104D3 was revised to specifically address bonding of the interior metal water piping in the area served by separately dry systems, again, such as transformers, rather than all interior metal piping. So for installers using the 2023 code, the requirements are much clearer. But for installers using older editions, I suggest having a conversation with the AHJ to determine exactly which metal piping systems are going to need to be bonded to this common grinding electrode conductor for separately drive systems. That definitely sounds like a good idea, at least in this case, for sure. This was an interesting one. Uh, it does look like we're out of time. Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd also like to thank Senior Associate Editor Ellie Coggins and Associate Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together, making this valuable information available to all of our readers and listeners. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversations. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out the Members Only Portal on our website for more podcasts and other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.